0: This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link red5. Hi, I'm Timothy Zahn, creator of Grand Admiral Thrawn, and you're listening to Conversations Podcast. Good for you. Hey, Pat and Charles. Cam here. And uh, And Bob. Always. Thank you. You kind of remind me of another favorite duo of mine. So this is for you guys. Catch it. You. Conversations, you're the one. You make Star Wars lots of fun. Yeah, you do. Conversations, made the force be strong with you. Sing it, Bubby. Zuby, Zuby, Zuby. Yeah, Bub? Pat and Charles, you're so grand. Never
1: afraid to lend a helping hand. That's true. Conversations, may the force be
0: strong with Absolutely be strong with. I see what you did. Oh, conversations, may the force be strong with you. you. May the force be with you guys.
1: Love you, dudes.
0: Hello and welcome to Conversations, I'm Charles, and I'm still Pat, and this is episode 100
1: for over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic, before the dark times. From a young farm boy on a humble moisture farm in the outer rim of the galaxy, to the galaxy's greatest rebel hero,
0: that boy is our only hope, Luke Skywalker. Well... DJ Luke, because that's like the same intro we used for episode 100, except... I know, cam. that's why I just said episode 100. It's episode 101, though.
1: Okay, but, but episode 100 is the Luke Skywalker
0: episode. Right, right, but this is like... Well, first of all, there's no cam, so th- that's a complete reset. What a relief. Oh, yeah. man. And this time, I only use the one cam setting. That's why he's not here. <laughs> Thank the maker. Thank the maker. Um,
1: yeah, so I guess...
0: This is like the bonus disc, the it, deleted scenes? Yes. That's because when we had first talked about this episode one hundred <laughs> of yes. this show was Luke Skywalker. And then right. it's gonna be live and then let's go live. So of
1: course I, I, I did like a ton of research, right. Which meant watching a lot of Star Wars, which right. I'm okay with. Right. And same um, here. So my you know, six pages of research, um I think I hit one
0: bullet point during the show.
1: The fact that Luke was born, born
0: yes, and beyond uh, that, it was, but I mean, we, you know, and so the live show sort of blossomed into this cool sort of guest-filled extravaganza, well, Luke's extravaganza, of course. Right,
1: right, Exa- I mean, that's, that is the main takeaway. Right. However, um, if you listen to the 100th episode of Luke-stravaganza, um, <laughs> the Star Wives are fine, with, uh, with no more Luke. Because right. they could take him or leave him. Um, well, uh, they would
0: leave him. I mean, they would take him to the curb and then leave him. <laughs> yes, yes. Right, exactly. There's a lot of our notes and our sort of in-depth discussion that we wanted to have for episode 100. Exactly. So that explains where we are today. Our bonus right. disc slash deleted scene slash... <laughs> supplementary material bonus features slash extras all about luke skywalker
1: yeah so i guess this is like i mean to, to kick it old school this is like the the extra vhs that has
0: all the bonus stuff on it yeah like the leonard yeah. malton interview sort of thing
1: yeah all right
0: very cool yeah like that
1: so let's kick it luke skywalker
0: yes so let's, how about we cover at least the one thing that we did mention in the uh, Luke Stravaganza episode 100. He was born on Polis Massa two days before Empire Day. Woohoo! Now, everything from this point on. Is fresh material. Fresh material. Now, you an... may have heard of Luke Skywalker from such hits
1: as Star Wars. And Empire Strikes Back.
0: And the holiday special.
1: <laughs> well. So, of course, Empire Day. Mm. Is is when the Empire took over. That's the transition of the galaxy into the Galactic Empire with right. the Emperor, you know, switching over and forming the first Galactic Empire, yeah. right? So, so that's Empire Day, right? You know, two days prior is is when uh, Padme gave birth to mm. to Luke and you know and his sister Leia, and then of course the the ensuing duel between Anakin and and Obi Wan on Mustafar. Uh,
0: transpired in those couple days as well. What a tumultuous time. Imagine that. Like, those, the combination of those things, those events happening at the same time, is just, is just crazy to think about.
1: Yeah, so, as we know, as you know if you've seen Revenge of the Sith, you know, Obi-Wan takes Luke after his birth to his aunt and uncle on Tatooine to... Um, uh, I'm sorry, where? Uh, Tatooine.
0: Oh, cool. All right. Okay.
1: Yeah. To for safekeeping and uh, to keep him away from the Empire. And, and at this point, there's no real Imperial presence on Tatooine. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. a pretty safe place.
0: Right. And that scene uh, in Revenge of the Sith is, it's the same actors, Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Peace in the Kenobi series. And that was such a cool thing. That was such a great touch.
1: Yeah, I have to say real quick, you know, uh, you know, when we fast forward to A New Hope, we see Aunt Beru, and she's like, oh, he's got too much of his father in him and all this stuff. But, like, she's a badass
0: in uh, Kenobi. She completely is a badass. And both of them them have such a great depth that that were given to those two characters um, within uh, the Kenobi series that completely reframes A A New Hope. and. Um, while they may be a bit, well, especially Uncle Owen, a bit more salty, but you see where that's coming from and you know, what transpires and what probably gets worse and worse and worse as time goes on.
1: Yeah. Listen, he spent all this time trying to shelter this kid from this forced nonsense and these simple tricks and magic and all this. And then all this kid wants to do is like fly off and fight in wars and like get involved in this stuff. And he's like, Oh my God, kid. I spent your whole life trying to, to stop this and here you are, this is all you want to do. So yeah, I, I I imagine he's he's Yeah, a little bit crusty, i um yeah, he's crusty for yeah. sure. Yeah, so of course when we first see him ever, it's with Uncle Owen approaching the sandcrawler to purchase some new droids. Okay. Also, quick side note, why does anybody buy droids from Jawas? You know it's stolen merchandise. <laughs>
0: repurposed come on it's, and it's like, it's like a garage
1: sale <laughs> they're trying i mean you know they got a five finger discount on most of these droids okay and the ones that they bought were probably so run down anyway or they swapped them like got them a swap meet or something right and then you know then they tweak them and and then they sell them and it's like they've got bad motivators they're all like rusted and broken down like, who's going to, like, no. That's like that sleazy used car salesman down the street. No. Right. Why are you buying stuff from Jawas? Go into, you know, Mos Espa and buy a droid that's not a total train wreck.
0: That's a very good point, too, about the Jawas. I mean, yes, uh, with the remoteness of where um, the Owens are and they have their moisture farm, I guess it's not always when they're, you know, heading off into Mos Espa or Mos Eisley. So they take what they can get, you know, and... It seems like they—they doesn't look like we have much of a choice. No, and their roster of droids that they do have on site to begin with, obviously aren't cutting the deal. Or they've broken yeah, that as well. Slim picking. <laughs> exactly. I like
1: that little spider-looking one.
0: Yes, I like I like, like the dome you... one. Like it looks like. What does that one do? It looks more like a. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: gets. It gets your satellite TV, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. You know, they buy these, these bunk-ass droids, and then Owen's like, well, you gotta clean them up, because they look like garbage. So, Luke cleans them up, and then, of course, he gets the message right. from Leia. And then, of course, R2's a little bleep-bleep about it, and he's like, oh, the only way you can see the message is if you take this restraining bolt off. Like, that's a little sus. Um, so, of course, he takes the restraining bolt off, and then R2 pieces out. He's like, bye! I gotta go
0: find Obi-Wan. So then... That thrusts Luke into this whole thing. Yeah, and you got to imagine, too, like R2 got to be thinking like, oh, my God, he fell for the restraining bull thing. This is going to be a cakewalk with this. I know.
1: R2's like, (laughs) sucker. And 3PO's like, oh, I didn't think he'd fall for it. And then he's like, oh, how am I going to find my friend? But 3PO's clueless because he had his mind wiped.
0: Right, right, exactly. So R2's right.
1: still got this mission, and 3P is like, oh, this troublesome droid. Like, no, he's got a mission he's still working on. So, of course, they wait till the next day because it's getting dark out. You know, of course, like sand people and crates and stuff. You know, it's dangerous. Right. So Luke waits till tomorrow when, you know, R2's got time to escape more. So then they head out and find him, run across some Tuscans. I mean, too bad Luke skipped out on Tuscan sign language class in school, because otherwise he wouldn't have gotten, you know, beat. Right. Right. I mean, just right. a couple quick uh, hand and signals. Done. Yeah, exactly. And, he, and they would have been like, yeah, I saw him up on the ridge. Right. You know what Free I mean? passage. Like, it been Don't worry about it. Exactly. There, you know, where Indiana was going to, like, shoot the Ark of the Covenant, he went that way. <laughs> the joke there is because it's the same, same cap. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, he gets bonked. Old Ben comes to the rescue and takes him back to his place. And, of course, he's like, so this is the force. I was a Jedi knight. Your father was, too, instead of that drug dealer that your uncle said he was. <laughs> and um, so now Luke's intrigued because he's like, us, oh, you know, spice freighter. Like, all right, cool. But he's like, oh, my dad was like
0: this. Space wizard? Awesome. Right. And the rebellion and the clone wars, like all these right. things of, you know, touching upon Luke's want and desire for uh, adventure are now starting to come to fruition. You know, and it, it, it's it's also interesting to think about, too, that the fact that some of these deleted scenes that we saw, like, when he's talking to Biggs over at Tashi at Station, Luke, I mean, as a sort of adventurer, but he's he still has that there's an authenticity to what Aunt Peru and Uncle Owen are doing for him. And he, it, it sinks in what he's trying to do. He goes, look, I know they, they need one more season. I'll, I'll go to the academy next year, you know? And it, it gives him more depth from like the whiny Luke to a, he understands what he has to do and his uh, duty, but he still wants, he's still a dreamer. He still wants to do these things, but he's got that, he's got that family path about him. And, it, and that's, there's, there's a good respect in there. It's too bad that those, those scenes weren't included into the uh, special editions, like when he was on um, uh, Yavin, you know, and he sees him on the, uh, on the flight deck.
1: Yeah, but how messed up is it that Luke is so starved for adventure that he's willing to join the Imperial Academy? Well, yeah, but as despite, a... Despite having said, like, yeah, nobody likes the Empire, but, like, you know, you do what you gotta do. That's how starved for adventure he is, that he's like, look, anything to get into a
0: ship or whatever. You know right, what I mean? Right. And so like, you're, then you're framing that in the same way with Wedge Antilles, where it's a means to an end. You right. Get, you get the training, you get the experience, but then you book, just like Biggs Well, that's doing.
1: what, yeah, that's what a lot of the, uh, the early rebels did. Right, right. They let the Empire train them, and they were like, see you, suckers, now we yeah, know how to fly yeah. stuff.
0: But, yeah, so all that to say, like, once he's with Obi-Wan in his hut and he sees this sort of adventure playing out with him, he's got this old guy who's talking about all these cool things. And, I mean, Luke is in hook, line, and sinker.
1: Yeah, and, like, he heard, like, legend, I would imagine. He heard legend of, like, Force users or whatever. But this dude just gave you your dad's lightsaber. Like, that's pretty awesome. Yes. So, of course, he's, like, all in at this point, but he's still conflicted because, you know, he's got his uncle that he promised another season to. And even though that's what he said when Biggs and Tank left, he's like, all right, I'll stick around. Um, and then he's like, oh, crap, it's getting dark out. So he had to head back. And then, of course, you know, only Imperial Stormtroopers are this precise that they, uh, <laughs> you know, took out the Jawas and they found out who they sold the droids to, which led them back home uh so then uh you know then he comes home and and
0: finds that uh, unfortunately his uh aunt and uncle have been um uh disintegrated yeah well or charred to almost unrecognizable states
1: right right so of course that makes his decision do i stay and help my aunt and uncle or do i go with this old space wizard and learn about the force you take half that equation out right so
0: now it's like well obviously i'm gonna go to the order app. right and those vestiges of familial responsibilities are gone. I mean, that was the only reason why he just wasn't booking to begin with, and it was oh, because yeah, of them. And it's yeah. not like he was going to take over the moisture business. Uh, that wasn't uh, never was what he wanted to do. So he pieces out with uh, with Obi Wan Kenobi.
1: So of course they go to the nearest uh, spaceport, which is Mos Eisley, and they're like, "Listen, we need a pilot and a whole bit." So of course Chewie's first mate on a ship that might suit them. Then they're
0: introduced to Han Solo. Right. And that's where the uh, adventure really begins. This is
1: where the fun begins. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing because, you know, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to identify with Luke, I think. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Uh, you know, the the, the the general populace is supposed to identify with Luke. But at the same time, like, you want to be Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he's the coolest, right? Absolutely. And, like, nobody's, nobody's that cool. No. You know what I mean? Nope, nope. So, so Luke, you know, sees Han. You know, he doesn't really talk to him. He doesn't really get involved. But he's like, that's a cool dude. And he just shot that alien at that table and then, like, flipped the barkeep, like, a couple <laughs> credits to, uh, to deal with it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, what a cool dude.
0: Sorry about the mess.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he's like, this guy. I want to be like this guy. But then, as he gets to know him, it's like, oh, maybe I don't, because he's kind of a self-centered <laughs> smuggler. You know what I mean? Yes. So, Luke gets a little more brazen because of Han, but at the same time, Han kind of comes around to, to loyalty and um, service of others because of Luke. Yes. And that, like, hot princess that he
0: likes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever about that.
1: So, they're taking their trip to Autoran on uh, Han's ship, the Falcon Ooh, of course. Right. And, uh, he gets the free trial version of Jedi training from, uh, Kenobi aboard the Falcon. <laughs>
0: free trial. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so then they find that Alderaan was destroyed and that's what I'm telling you, kid, it ain't here. Um, so they found themselves in an asteroid and then of course the Death Star's is there because that blew up Alderaan and the Death Star right, there. Right, <laughs> right. So then they get pulled aboard the falcon and right. of course you know the adventure continues from there not that we need to like go over every step of the process right. yeah but yeah. luke's like oh man the empire those jerks let's infiltrate and save the princess right so of course they save the princess princess ends up trying to save them because they don't have an escape plan um and <laughs> that's when ben sacrificed himself so the rebels can escape and head back to the falcon because the there's, there's escape route's cut off yeah. So now you've got him causing his distraction. I don't think most of the stormtroopers had really seen Vader use his lightsaber.
0: That's a great point because. At I know, this that's point, why I made it. <laughs> that they're just, you know, they're conscripts, as we saw in one of the most recent episodes of Clone Wars, where, sorry, a Bad Batch, sorry. They're positioned and they have their, their duties on the Death Star. And they turn around, and they're transfixed by what's going on. Not only are they seeing Darth Vader, who they probably avoid like the plague, they see this old guy in a white beard. He also has a lightsaber. And this battle is right. going on. So which is why, at first, uh, our you know, intrepid crew Rebels here trying to make their escape. They completely catch him by surprise, because even the Stormtroopers are watching this duel. And if you think quickly about how Obi-Wan Kenobi... And Luke just met so it was such a short time ago, and it's just about to end. It's like, wow. He's set off on this adventure. He's set off in the force, Luke. I mean, and within, you know, twelve hours, it seems, he's uh, he's dead, he's gone, he's passed into the force.
1: Yeah, so I mean there's the whole you know, there's a lot of cutscenes, a lot of wipes, uh, in Star Wars, but you gotta think. He gets, you know, force healed, if you will. By Obi-Wan after the Sand People incident, right? Mm -hmm. So then he's like, oh, Ben, uh, it's nice to see you. I got this droid just uh, jibber-jabbering about, you know, Obi-Wan and all that. (laughs) So they start talking then.
0: Right, right.
1: the In the canyon, right? And then, of course, they go back to Obi-Wan's place, and I'm sure they talk there. Yes. Okay? And then they got the whole ride to Isley, And I'm sure they're talking on the ride. So, I mean... You know, he's got his uncle who's completely unwilling to talk about his father.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: He's just shutting that down, like, straight out the gate. Like, no, your father was a, was a deadbeat. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Now he's got this guy that's like, no, your father wasn't a deadbeat. Like, he was a great warrior. He was a, he was a fighter. He was a good friend. And he was a brother to me, Anakin. Um, so, <laughs> you know, he's talking about this. So it's like he's getting all this, this valuable information from Obi-Wan that, you know, is immediately going to draw you to this person. Mm -hmm. so then this guy's willing to like teach him how to be a jedi because he's force sensitive too so he's like all right cool like this is cool oh you're dead (laughs) so you know
0: that sucks it does suck
1: so of course you know he's bummed out about it you know and everybody's like oh well you just met him like two days ago my whole planet got blown up you know the whole thing with leia yeah but it's like yeah but this this guy was his
0: Window into his his lineage, into his history. Absolutely, and it's a uh, it's a one hundred and eighty degree turn for him, and it's yeah. a uh, it's what he was looking for his entire life. And let's also realize too that Leia, at this point, has had probably a decade, maybe not a decade, but maybe at least eight years, six eight years, of uh, uh, of diplomatic training, of Knowing what needs to be done for the greater good. I mean, she's she's between Tarkin and Darth Vader, literally, at his chest. And she's backed up to him. And she lies about where the rebel base is. The the cojones that she has to toss out the word Dantuin versus Yavin. I mean, that's that shows her strength. So I'm not taking oh, yeah. anything away from her. But does a, a, and you know her entire planet has been obliterated but again she's adopted so she's not necessarily from Alderaan her, everybody she knows and loves is there but i think she's much more equipped to deal with that type of trauma than luke is because he's been you know on a moisture farm for most of his life where she's been trained to be in this, this position and to be the general that she's going to have to be and we see immediately as she's being rescued she takes over the whole damn operation of course she does
1: Cause uh, you know they didn't think of a plan to get him out of there, so um, so it's a whole different environment, it's a whole different upbringing for her, which you know is what saves their asses. Mm-hmm. Because listen, these dudes like they they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> I mean, they had a couple of tricks up their sleeves with like putting Chewy in uh, binders and stuff. Right. Like, yeah, okay, cool, but like. Come on, man. You got a bunch of stormtroopers. And that's 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 Han's mentality is like, I'm going to chase after these dudes and shoot at them. And it's like the whole garrison there. And he's like, whoops, Whoops. I'm out of here. You know, it's not the best thinker. No, no. She's been exposed to the Empire, I would imagine, to some degree, um, being a senator, Mm -hmm. you know, to kind of, you know, being being in the public uh, eye. Yes. You know, and, and of course, she had Bail Organa to kind of guide her as well.
0: What better mental so than that,
1: she man. knows she knows what's up with these dudes. So she she knows kind of how to approach them, you know? Yes. So she doesn't approach them with fear and, and cowardice because well she's not fearful or a coward. Or coward yeah. Um and also that's just fuel for their fires. So she's not gonna do that. So obviously coupled with the events of Rogue One, we get the you know, plans for the Death Star and all that. Yeah so then of course leia gets them and and has has she at that point when when she's in front of tarkin and vader she knows the achilles heel at this point yeah. but whoever she told as well in the interim mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like like i i imagine you know rebel commanders and stuff like that like she she informed of this mm-hmm. so like she she's got that sort of brazenness but it's warranted because she's like, "Listen, as soon as we get out of this nonsense, and even if we don't, these dudes know how to destroy your space station. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. good luck with that, dudes." You know, so she she does have that sort of ace up her sleeve there because she already she already knows about that that weakness.
0: Yeah, and she's banking on Obi Wan Kenobi to get RT, the R two unit back to the Rebel Alliance,
1: right. And you know, and these... then they can get the information, right. and then you know have the whole data that they need to run their attack on the death star, which right. of course they do, mhm, okay, and then of course, Biggs is there too, yeah, and uh you know they'll catch up after the battle, I'm sure, so um. So, yeah, of course, they formulate a plan to blow up the infamous trench run. So they go through and then, you know, Porkins bites it and a whole bit. Well, I forgot uh, about f- Fake Wedge is in there, too, before we forget. Fake it. Wedge is in there. You're right. Fake yeah. Wedge is in there. But, of course, let's not forget Dennis Lawson, Real Wedge. Yes, Real you Wedge. Know, the, the OG Wedge. Um, <laughs> and um, so, of course, Luke makes the trench run. And, uh, uses the force to guide his torpedoes, not his targeting computers. Right. And everybody's like, uh, what's up with your targeting computers? He's like, don't worry about that. I got this. (laughs) So, he blows up the Death Star to head back to Yavin for medals. Sorry, Chewie. So, um, you know, of course, he defeats the, the Empire for the most part. Right. Like, like, Vader's TIE fighter gets shot out of the, uh, the... Orbit of the Death Star, I guess. Yeah. And that's like floating around in space, but Tarkin bites it, the whole place explodes, and the whole mm-hmm. bit. So you're like, oh, the Empire is done, right? Which, you know, if it was a one off, all right, great. But, you know, with the success of it, now it's like, oh, well, Vader's still around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, his boss is presumably somewhere, even though we don't know he's
0: got a boss yet. Right, right. And then Empire. Now, between A New Hope and Empire. Oh, boy. Yeah. There's, I mean, I did a bit of looking into that. There's like, it's funny. I'm not sure you know what if, I did some looking into it, and right. uh, and I'm not sure what that mix. <laughs> that I'm not sure what like what part of it is uh, canon or legends at this point because Let's say that it's split. Pablo. Yeah, <laughs> he's got all the answers. He does. He better. <laughs> but two of them that I was able to confirm that are canon is that. In the interim, while trying to clean up or at least trying to get rid of uh, some of these uh, empire outposts and uh, munitions depots, uh, before we even get to empire, uh, Luke does run into Vader, and he does have a brief but important clash with him um, on Simon. Yeah, so there was a a comic. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know. I read it. I have it. Uh, Of course, he did. <laughs> and I can read them all too, but I I, I just don't. But yes, uh, right. so there's that. Not uh, like I have them digitized and in a shared file. Or right, don't and don't worry just, about just it. give me the password and it's just a matter of reading them. Yeah, yeah don't worry about it, it. It's very complicated and it's all up in the cloud. Yeah. I just don't know where it is. Um, right. But yeah, it's on Simon, and they had a brief encounter before Empire, which is yeah. really cool, crazy to think about. Which the other part that's crazy
1: about it is that, you know, from Vader's perspective, he's that little jerk that blew up the Death Star.
0: Because he doesn't know yet that
1: his name is right. Skywalker, right,
0: right, right, yeah.
1: So then he sends uh, Boba Fett. Oh, that's right. To, to do a little digging. Yes. So then Boba Fett digs. And he's like, "Yeah, this kid's the son of Skywalker." And Vader's like, "Wait, yeah. what?" <laughs> Like, yeah. He can
0: imagine a I double thought, take I
1: thought you know, Padme died without giving br- Hold
0: up Wait a second
1: Yeah so the whole thing he's like oh my god That's my kid no wonder he's so awesome
0: <laughs> Prepare my ship for Naboo
1: <laughs> Right He's like oh let's figure this out So yeah so then you know Boba Fett uncovers the truth And then, and then that's how he knows So then We get to Empire Yes and you know, he's he's patrolling uh with Han on Tauntaun's looking for something to secure the perimeter or whatever. <laughs> and then um, you know, he sees an asteroid. He's like, Ooh, asteroid, because he's a farm boy, he doesn't usually see that stuff. Nor so snow, he's snow. like, Let me go check this out and then of course, you know, he gets he gets whacked by the Wampa and then of course he's like, you know, strung up like a salami in an Italian meat shop. <laughs> And, um, you know, of course, you know he's got to get his okay, so here's what's weird to me. his lightsaber's got a clip on it, like I have the same one it's got yeah. a clip on it, right, like why is it off his belt in the first place and just laying in the snow? It didn't just fall, so it's in the snow, so you know, he force grabs it and slices up, misses his legs, which <laughs> this is, is the line that's which is important me... to note because as our friend Rob. Uh, the Jedi Temple Archives would say, I'm glad they didn't use the clip where he sliced his legs off. <laughs> and then, of course, very wittily, our, our friend Tom of the Hyperion Adventures podcast and, of course, the Jedi Temple Archives podcast um, quickly said, oh, like my father before me. Oh, um, so, <laughs> That's exactly of course, I'm he laughing. misses his legs and slices the ice and escapes the wampa. Now, of course, you know Mark Hamill being a pacifist was like, "Oh, okay, so I'm supposed to wave the lightsaber at the creature and then scare it and run away." And they're like, "Yeah, that." And then he watched the he watched the movie and he was like, "Wait a minute!" And He cut the arm <laughs> off. He's like, "I didn't do that." And when you watch it, it didn't actually do it. Like You see him swing it, and then you see the arm lop off. Right, right. So so they were like, whatever, Mark. Yeah, you didn't strike it. It's fine. All right, get him out of here. And then
0: they drop the <laughs> we'll arm. Do and we'll do him. it in post. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So that's, yeah, it's like, be
0: real over here. Yeah.
1: So then, of course, he escapes. Han saves him, puts him inside the Tantons. First time that we see a non force user use lightsaber, by the way.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Very when Han's cool. like, how do you turn
1: this yeah. thing on? Yeah. Zoom, <laughs>
0: yeah. But one of those important things, he saw a vision of Obi-Wan and telling him to... He's ra-
1: not sure if it's a fever dream or if he's getting frostbite or what. But he's like, oh, you would go to the Dagobah system. And he's like, oh, Dagobah, all right, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, and he's like, oh, keep you warm until I get the shelter built. He builds a shelter. They find them, bring him back. And then, of course, it's like, all right, well... Now there's a. Uh, that, that asteroid that hit was a probe droid. And now the jig is up. The Empire knows we're here. So now we got to, like, battle them in trenches and stuff. So they, you know, quote unquote, win the battle. And um, I mean, they don't win, but they escape.
0: Right, right. So I was and, like, which is just as good as a win. As <laughs> a real. Yeah, we're, we're on the run again.
1: So everybody's leaving. And they're like, let's go to safety. And he's like, no, R2, we're going to some swamp planet. Yeah. So of course that's where they go. He crash lands. What's cool about it is like you've got these navigational systems in these ships, right? Yes. But like with all the hubbub, the living force and all this going on in Dog Tagaba, like the system gets overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I can't see anything, my system's a mess and then crash into the swamp, right? Yes. So, of course, you know, Luke being Luke is like, hey, don't bother me, little frog guy. I got to find this warrior. <laughs> and little
0: frog guy, spoiler alert, is
1: is, is, is yeah. the guy he's looking for.
0: And it's also that mechanical or digital system interference that Luke experiences while he's trying to land on Dagobah. And like you said, like the living force uh, or the Goswick force, as it were, um, that uh the goswick force yeah the goswick force is it's a thing it, it, no, no it's, oh, it's not cosmic <laughs> don't don't do it
1: don't try and make that a thing cam will be all over that and we don't need
0: to hear that no uh all that interference is there and he, what type of creatures are on this planet of Dagaba? it helps him stay hidden uh remote without yeah. Say, say, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So if you, if you think of force users like under an infrared scope, mm-hmm. right. So they're going to light up. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're using that lens throughout the galaxy, uh not across the galaxy, but throughout the galaxy <laughs> and um you know, you you got this beacon of like the grand master of the, you know, the the Jedi order, um that's going to be pretty evident. Yes. But if you've got a planet that is very imbued with the living force, the whole planet's gonna light up. So you're like, oh yeah, that's just Dagobah and like there's a bunch of like you know, force hawks and stuff that like fly around there or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like you could very easily mask that uh force footprint, as it were, on a planet like that. So so of course That's what Yoda does. And then, you know, Luke argues with him and all this. And he's impatient. And all this, like, typical Luke traits that we remember from A New Hope. Mm -hmm. And then Obi-Wan's like, dude, knock it off. Yoda, like, just take a leap of faith. Like, this kid's not this whiny little B-word that, you know, he makes himself out to be. Little whiny B-word, yes. Right, like, he's totally, like, into this. And I would have trained him, but, like, I got off by Vader. So I don't know what to tell you. Like, can you, like, help me out here? So, so of course, Luke hears that, and he's like, oh, crap, I got to not be such a whiny little B-word and, like, take this seriously. And, like, my expectations have been subverted because oh when Jesus. I heard... No, but listen, when I heard... is great jedi warrior yoda i'm not thinking this little frog dude okay mm-hmm. and i'm certainly not thinking this little you know pipsqueak can raise my starship up out of the swamp so of course he's wrong on multiple occasions he. yep. so he's like listen i need to stop thinking i know better and listen to these dudes you know force Ghost Obi Wan and yoda because like they know what's up. Like, they, you know, they're telling me stuff that I think is crazy. And then it's like, oh, wait, maybe I'm the guy that's not paying attention to what's going on here. Like, I don't know how to use the Force. Like, Obi-Wan told me to deflect blaster bolts from a training droid. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. I don't know nothing. Right. So then, of course, he's open to it. So he's like, all right, Yoda, teach me your ways, all, you know, Mr. Miyagi and all this. So, like, he carries them on his back, does flips and stuff, and evidently learns how to use the
0: Force and tries to teach him patience and a little bit of uh, fortitude about what type of training that's going to be required control his anger um get rid of his impulsiveness all those things that at this point in his life at the age that Luke is are pretty well ingrained and that was part of what Yoda was talking about look this is not going to be a simple thing to do i've got you know my work cut out for me and it's a challenge for Yoda, and it's a challenge for Luke. It's not like an easy little road. I mean, and, you know, what was a, one of the other things, too, that happened between um A, a New Hope and uh, Empire Strikes Back is that Luke, w- back on Tatooine, found some of Obi-Wan Kenobi's journals that he was writing throughout um the time he was in, like, sort of uh, exile, but also watching over him. So you can assume that he found some interesting stuff in there as well, but uh, yeah. it still comes down to the work that Luke would have to put in to this endeavor becoming a jedi, including up into and big big time uh focusing on what happened in the cave I mean that's like the ultimate test that he's facing
1: yeah, that whole journal thing was uh star Wars issue number seven from the two thousand fourteen run of the comics, which
0: is... can you tell me what time it was printed to
1: <laughs> I mean I could, but you probably wouldn't believe me anyway, so yeah, so that's the thing is like. I think Luke is more receptive to that because he's been put in his place several times at this point. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, stop being whiny. Stop, like, thinking you know everything. You just learned about the Force, like, three days ago. Like, (laughs) stop. Like, you don't, you know. Yes. You're not the guy that's, like, the the be-all and end-all of the Force. Like, you, you, you were trained for, like, a minute and a half. Right. Okay. So, of course, this guy that's been training Jedi for 800 years... Um, knows a little bit more about it than you do. Right, right. I'm going to take a stab at the dark there. So, of course, he's like, yeah, maybe I have something to learn from this guy. So, of course, he spends, according to the um, Empire Strikes Back from a Certain Point of View book, he spends a couple to several weeks there. Gotcha, okay. Which, you know, it's tricky because when we see the cutscenes, it's like, oh, Luke's going to Dagobah. And then, like, Han and Leia and Chewie and Threep are all going to, you know, best men, but they were running from the Empire for a little while. So, like, it could be assumed that they were on the run a little longer than what we right. see. Right, yeah. And it's like, oh, uh, that's kind of boring to see them, like, floating through asteroids and stuff. Uh, So, let's, you know, cut to the meat and potatoes, which right. is, of course, them going to Cloud City. Story-wise, yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. So, you know, so... You could understand why it'd be like he trained with Yoda for like two days, and now he's like the best or whatever. Right
0: now, as a, according to that book, it was a, a couple to several weeks, which makes a lot more sense at that point, and it gives it yeah gives I more mean, weight to what he does learn.
1: Right, right. I mean, you know what's what's daunting about that is the fact that he's wearing the same clothes. <laughs> so I mean, he probably smelled pretty gnarly hanging out with uh, in Yoda's hut wearing the same clothes for. Several weeks,
0: but you know, whatever. Either I, way, yeah.
1: I also, um, I also
0: didn't see uh, Yoda's uh, hut-sized washer and dryer either, so I'm pretty sure that uh, that sort of all works together. And that probably deal. wouldn't fit Luke's clothes anyway.
1: <laughs> but anyway, so you know, he has a vision of his friends in trouble on Cloud City. So spoiler, alert, it's a trap,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, as Leia is um, is proven to say before Admiral Akbar. There you go. Uh, but. So he faces all, he goes there and faces off with Vader and learns an unimaginable truth and things get out of hand.
0: Oh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> By the way, if you want an in-depth review of that entire duel, our episode 59, uh, Anatomy of the Duel, goes through this uh, Luke and Vader duel uh, in depth, which is a great episode. So if you want to.
1: Yeah, I about, like the Anatomy of the
0: Duel. Yeah, thing. it's very, very cool. Yep. It's fun. It's fun yep. to do. Yep.
1: So he faced off with Vader. Vader's like, ah, uh, lop, lop, cuts his hand off, loses his saber. So now he's, like, disarmed oh, in more Jesus. ways than one. I I mean, come on. <laughs> that's that is a that's low-hanging fruit right there. That's like, you know, his arm got cut
0: off and he has no weapon. So, or <laughs> or as you call them, fruit. <laughs> Rob, I'm just channeling Rob at this point. Don't channel Rob. He's a bad influence. You know, of course, then
1: he, he says, screw this. I'd rather dive to my death than be destroyed by you. So, of course, you know, with a strategic fall and he lands in the garbage chute. And then and then and then what's interesting there is, you know, he did use the force with the blast shield down on the Falcon when he was deflecting the bolts from the training droids. Uh-huh. But now he reaches out with the force to Leia.
0: Right. Yeah. And communicates with her. Yep. That's right. a great scene. Yep.
1: the idea was that vader was gonna trap him in carbonite and send him off to the emperor Uh but of course you know he thwarted those plans and um you know so he reaches out to leia and leia tells Lando who's flying the falcon that used to be his ship but now it's han's ship anyway so um he she's like listen luke's under the the city and on the weather vane um so everybody had like bad reception on their uh, satellite TV at that point, because Luke's hanging off the thing. If they had a decent administrator, it never would happen. happened. <laughs> so, you know, so they go and they pick up Luke, and of course, you know, he gets a new hand, and then they peace out on the medical frigate. Yeah. So it's like, he's had, like, 25 years of life, ex- life experience in, like, the last three. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like this dude has has seen a lot and done a lot and been victim to a lot uh, in a short amount of time.
0: Yeah, and if you think back to New Hope when he spoke to Biggs on that flight deck, and you could see that excitement, the exuberance of how happy he was to see him uh, there, and like we'll we'll catch up after this mission, of course. And spoiler, alert, uh, Biggs is <laughs> it. um, It's been this whole experience about getting out into the stars and seeing what's going on in the galaxy has been quite a rough ride and it's comparatively to what you know he anticipated it's completely different from what he expected and not that he's jaded but he's been through the ringer and especially at the end of empire strikes back han is is encased in carbonite Uh, He's lost a hand. He's got a mechanical hand. Lando and Chewie are headed off to go and find out where he's at Jabba's palace. It's not a great point. It's a dark, and of course it's the dark chapter of the trilogy, so it's a you know, for as much as he wanted to go and explore and get get off of Tatooine and away from the moisture farm, that's got to be quite the reality check for him.
1: That's the issue is, um... Or the transformation matter is, you know, him kind of going from this kid that has no life experience when we first meet him to this transition where he's already like responsible for quote unquote defeating the empire, and then um, you know rising up to become a captain in the uh, in the uh, rebellion by the time we see him in, in Empire. And or commander rather, and then now he's he's been through more stuff. He's one on one battled like the baddest dude in the galaxy, and seen his friends tortured. Yeah. Han was tortured before. Um, he was put in carbonite and all this. So it's like you know he's seen some stuff. He's definitely got hard and got wise. Uh, to the goings on in the galaxy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the the um oppression of the empire and kind of the extents to which they'll go um, to dominate and to to rule. And you know, of course he's not down with it, so he's like, Yeah, we gotta keep fighting, we gotta destroy him, right? Yeah. A key part of that plan
0: is to get Han back. Right. And before we get to that, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Bow, bow. Has the Empire seized your moisture farm? Has the Empire reprogrammed your droids without your knowledge? Has the Empire taken your speeder?
1: Well, you're in luck. I'm Mondo Onaka of Onaka and Melch, attorneys at law. We'll get what you deserve from the Empire. And you'll get something to
0: bow, bow. Alright, and we are back. Thanks to our sponsors and, uh... Yeah, so like we were talking about just before the break, is that dark times, uh, sort of a dark spot in the trilogy, but the Rebels have a plan, and like you said, it's all surrounding getting Han out of uh, Carbonite and out of the clutches of Jabba. Right, now, you know... Okay, so in Return
1: of the Jedi, we first see Luke approaching Jabba's castle after the droids, Lando, Leia, and Chewie are all in place. Right. That's a pretty elaborate plan. Yes. And, like, everything has to go pretty much just right. When, I don't know, man. So so he goes in, and, like, R2's there already, Mm -hmm. who has his saber, right? Right. So he's literally right in front of Jabba, and he's like, you know, hey, let my people go. Let my friend go. And um, and Jabba's like, yeah, right, pal. Whatever. And he doesn't realize he's standing on this grate that, like, goes down to the Rancor pit. Right. But it's like, come on, man. Like, all you got to do is, like, whistle to R2. He opens that top hatch, launches the, the saber, and then you're like, what now, dude? Like let my <laughs> friend go or else I'm on I'm on cut you. Um so like that's all he had to do. But anyway, he drops down into the rancor
0: pit. he's got to like throw rocks at the thing to kill the rancor. Just despite 3PO's uh, you know protestations of watch watch out where you're standing. Nobody listens to 3PO, don't worry about him.
1: <laughs> um so you know, he escapes then obviously because the rancor dies. Now it's like, oh we got you all, you know, still captured yeah so it's like okay well we're gonna drop you into the pit of carcoon to the sarlacc and so so it's like this whole thing where he's like about to be pushed in and then he's like oh let's jump in action
0: which makes for a cool scene yes but it's like come on man you have to go through all this a bit a bit drawn out drama wise yes yes Come
1: on. (laughs) so yeah so so anyway uh, you know the whole thing happens, and then uh, you know you you see the movie. You know what happens? They get up on the barge. You know the the coolest nickname I've ever heard is Hut Slayer.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Leia like yeah. you know takes out Jabba, and then Luke fires on the thing and blows the whole thing up. They swing out, escape, and then he heads to Dagobah again.
0: Again, uh huh.
1: Where Yoda essentially knights him. Or or he's a master. I don't know. It's unclear. Anyway, then he has he the endor because Yoda's like, Hey, your training's done. Also, I'm dying.
0: So And you I'm know, really tired of training you. So yes, you right, got everything like, you need. This has
1: been exhausting. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. Bless
0: you. Get out of here. <laughs>
1: right. He's like, bye.
0: Here's your badge. <laughs>
1: But it's just like when your kid keeps asking these questions. Yes. And like, oh, my God, I'd rather die. So he actually does it. He's like, oh, God. Yes, okay, he's your father, right? Yeah, okay, fine. Oh, my God, dude. Like, yes, you're a Jedi go. master. Gotta yes. Go. Like, the <laughs> only way I can get out of this is by dying, RIPs. So, yeah, so anyway, he goes to Endor to help save the galaxy again. Again. And, uh, you know, there was a deleted scene, actually, in Return of the Jedi, where, at the beginning, that shows Luke constructing his lightsaber with R2 on Tatooine before um, before going into Jabba's palace. That's right. That's what you
0: were saying. And uh, yeah. that was one of those deleted scenes that has a lot of power and answers a lot of questions, like, because he just shows up, you know, how does R2 have this new lightsaber? You know? And that's that explains it.
1: Yeah. And... um So, you know, he does that. You know, they go to Endor. He faces off with Darth Vader and, of course, is the only one that can get through to Vader slash Anakin and flip him back to the light side, of course. While he's being electrocuted, uh, Vader's like, nah, man, you can't be doing this to my Mm -hmm. kid. Yeah. So he tosses him down the reactor shaft and then his explosion the whole bit. So... He's responsible for turning one of the baddest dudes in the galaxy back to the light side. Yes. And essentially getting at least the assist on saving the galaxy again. Yes. I mean, you know, Lando. Um, they blew up the the reactor core, right, for the second Death Star. So I mean, that helped a bit, of as course. Well. Right. I mean, but you know, when when most of your people. Uh, it's namely your Emperor and like his right-hand man are now dead, that's, it doesn't yeah. leave much for the Empire.
0: No, no, and that's you know? a pretty decisive moment. And, you know, beyond the fact that he's turned uh, one of the most feared villains in all of the galaxy, and saving his actual father, uh, but also completing that very important arc for himself, uh, it's... Very fulfilling, and you can understand why, uh, you know, Re- uh, Return of the Jedi is such a popular movie because it does culminate that original trilogy and is so impressive. Great, and that funeral pyre scene uh, is just—it's—it's yeah. spine tingling. How amazing that is!
1: Yeah, and then um, you know the the whole business at the end on Endor when when they win, and then of course he sees. Yoda, Obi Wan, and yeah. Sebastian Shaw, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's that sort of completion there. Yeah, yep. Of that of that story, which you know, yeah, there was the talk of the um, two other trilogies, you know, the, the
0: sequel trilogy as well, and all that. But that,
1: you know, for the time being, was was the end of the story.
0: Yes, absolutely, and that was literally my dark time. That was it. That was the end of. Of my experience of uh, the original trilogy, and but still, like I mean, such an amazing and fulfilling end to that entire trilogy. But talk about a thirst for more adventures! And uh, as we all know, the special editions came out and a whole bunch of different changes. But then that kicks off the prequel trilogy, and we go back in time, and which, like you brought up before, is that, like we start off with this whole thing is like the birth of Luke and Leia at the end of. Revenge of the Sith. And so now we've got those two, you know, the bookends. We got uh, Anakin becoming Vader and the birth of the hero of the original trilogy now is set in motion. We don't really see Luke again until the sequel trilogy comes out.
1: Yeah, you know, you got some 30 years later in 15 seconds uh, in The Force Awakens when he's secluded <laughs> on the island of ahch Yes. So we then learn uh, more in the Last Jedi because we see him for like a hot second. Yeah, and um, then in the next episode, we learn that he was self-isolating before the CDC even recommended it. He was self-isolating. <laughs> he's um, <a> trendsetter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he was he was he was ahead of his time, but he failed Ben Solo and he cut himself off from the Force. And, uh, that was all happening in off screenville, you know, just kind of filling the gaps there. So then Ray attempts to snap him out of it and get him to help his desperate friends and family. And he ends up self-sacrificing in an effort to distract Kylo Ren, who was a pupil of Luke's before he turned to evil, um, uh, by, uh, force projecting across the galaxy mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and say a very touching goodbye to Leia. Yeah. That's
0: and, um, you know, say what you will about that movie and everyone has many different opinions, but I will always that that sequence of of events where he force projects himself um, to me rings so amazingly true. And it's extremely touching. It's that'll always be uh, I'll always enjoy that. It's it's never it's never disappointed me.
1: Yeah, and, you know, he's got Hans Dice and the whole, yeah. never, you know, no one's ever really gone bit. And it's just yeah, it's just really, really very good. And, you know, of course, the relationship that Mark and Kerry had yeah, is kind of solidified there as well, which um, is really neat to see on screen. He ends up um, allowing the Resistance slash Rebels to uh, escape from the First Order. And then um, he's seen very briefly at the end passing into the cosmic yeah. force. Right. And, uh, you know, with the... With the, the sunset. Ta- Tatooine yeah. Yeah. sunset, mm-hmm. uh, binary sunset sort of theme to it um, as well. And then, uh, of course, that's, that's the end of living Luke.
0: And when you think back about to A New Hope, and when he's looking and we first hear the binary sunset theme... That is really the kickoff to this entire adventure because he doesn't look back from that point. Then he's got to go find R2 and all the adventure starts at that point and then ends at that point as well. And it's extremely powerful. And and that's one of the big reasons I love that whole part. And what's another cool thing is the, the Last Jedi novelization included a few tidbits that really do help with the story to a certain degree depending how you look at it. Now, so the Jason Fry, I think, is the author of that, and he wrote it with the help of Ryan Johnson as he was writing the novelization of it. And there were some uh, quote unquote deleted scenes in the book. For example, the novel itself opens where Luke is having a dream about what if he hadn't rescued Leia Organa uh, from the Death Star and never joined the alliance and to restore the public. It was like all these different things. And he had a wife, Kami Marstap, I think, or Marstrap, mm-hmm. whatever. So he went through all that, like this alternate reality is... A- yeah, she was that girl from, uh, from Tashi Station. Okay, so that's who it was. There you go. So yeah. there you go. So this is some of the, the turmoil or some of that, I guess, damaging part that he was going through while in exile. And this is part of the stuff that he's living through. And it sort of feeds into that persona that we see on screen. It's pretty uh it's pretty heavy for that, you know, who's someone who's taken himself out of the force to having to deal with this without the ability to meditate through it as the Jedi would. And mm-hmm. um, one of the other ones that they talk about is the third lesson, because we've seen the movie, like he's gonna give her three lessons. We only see yeah. two of them. That third lesson um, is about teaching Rey that uh, you know, the Jedi way would not be would be to do nothing because he's talking about these these sort of these marauders that come. To interfere with the caretakers, but it really isn't. Um, when he when they actually look at it, they're they're there and they're the males of that species and all that stuff. And so, there's some really cool parts of that novelization that, um, for a few minutes worth of screen time, may have given more depth to where he is at that point, and maybe would have made um, his his point of where he was in the story a bit more palatable to uh, to more people.
1: Yeah, and you know, and again, so you've got. These story beats that are not displayed on screen, and you know they kind of fill in some of those gaps, but then you see that uh you know a similar idea with the end of the Rise of Skywalker, where you know you see his force ghost image at the end um very reminiscent of when he looks back and sees the Force ghosts of Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Yoda, uh, but raising them of him and Leia. There's no words there. Mm-hmm. But then in the novel- novelization of that, then you've got the idea of Luke and Leia giving Rey authority to take the name Skywalker and that sort of thing. So you see the end of that. And then. That's that's really it for Luke, um as far as we know. Yeah. And then hmm. uh in season two of The Mandalorian you you see Luke and then and of course that follows into Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Where we've got the body double and Mark Hamill sort of playing the role of Luke and doing the facial mapping and the whole bit. Um Where you've got Luke, you know, arguably close to Prime Luke, um, coming through. You see all the havoc that those dark troopers caused for our heroes. And then he just comes through and he's like, (laughs) zoom, 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 crush, crank, boom. It shows how all these guys are are dead to rights with these dark troopers,
0: and then he's like, no, no, I got this. Yeah, and it's just jaw-dropping action. I mean, you just, yeah. you're just non-stop watching it in awe. It was just amazing to see.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the, the whole thing from the, the black and white um, CCTVs, yes. and then you're like, okay, you know, a guy with a lightsaber, and then it's like, oh, it's a green lightsaber with a gloved hand. Okay, here we oh, are. My. You know, yeah. he comes, and, and he's very zen, Yes. You know he comes in and he's like, "Listen, you know, I, you know, I sensed him. I know that you know distress beacon and the whole bit. I could train him." So then, of course, Din has to say goodbye to Grogu, and uh, baby Grogu, and um, (laughs) so you know, then he he leaves. He's got R two with him, of of course, as he would, right? And he takes him to go start the. Jedi Academy, Academy. that yeah. uh, that presumably fell with the turn of Kylo,
0: um, you know, when we see him in the sequel trilogy. Right. And, um, you know, as we're recording this, uh, it'll be a short hop to March 1st when um, season three of The Mandalorian uh, drops. And so now... It's on th- purpose. Yeah, of course. And um, there's been some, uh, you know, some interviews and stuff like that that have been released. And just a couple of days ago... There was an interview with John Favreau and Dave Filoni, and there's a quote here that I'm going to bring up here that Dave was talking about with Luke. And he says, quote, it's not just, oh, look, here's Luke, but in this time period, he is the Jedi. He is the mm-hmm. one person carrying on the legacy of what it means to be a Jedi and right. perhaps improving on or having a new perspective on what it means to be a Jedi compared to the prequel Jedi. And so he's seeking out students, building a new Jedi Order. Mm -hmm. So Luke finding Grogu made the most sense. So from their perspective, and then the the quote continues on. Uh, It was hilarious. I I don't have it copied here, but he said, and he goes, and of course, um, he would obviously have R2. And then that's where John was completely on board. (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and it's interesting because I had you know made some notes back when we first talked about Luke being the uh the topic of the 100th episode and i made a note about you know perhaps grogu even inspired luke to start the academy because here's this you know extremely force sensitive with no guidance and so luke being the one felt it his obligation to train the boy and to kind of as his duty to you know push the jedi the, the legend of the jedi into this new reality where we can have people that are force sensitive to become become jedi again yeah and mm-hmm. you know with that like oh if i'm going to train this boy there's probably others that could be trained as well and of course at this point he's he's uh out to have a nephew, mm. so you yeah. know. Of course, then when Kylo is born, it's like, oh, he's Force sensitive too, or Ben rather, when he's Force sensitive too. You know, yeah. we'll you know, train him also. So, like, you know, he sees. I think that sort of kicks off his sense of duty to say, "Hey, listen, nobody else can train these people because nobody else exists." Right. You know, because he didn't, he wasn't aware of Ahsoka or Ezra, or you know, potentially Cal Kestis. Um, right. mm-hmm. That that were, but Ahsoka for sure as the other most trained Jedi. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like you know, at that at that point he wasn't aware of any of that until, of course, he meets Grogu, and then of course Ahsoka and all, and <laughs> and, and and kind of fills in some of those gaps. But also, it's like there's like three of us in the galaxy, right? And and several Force-sensitive, so it's like, I mean, we, we owe it to the Galaxy to unlock this potential in these people.
0: Very cool. And so basically what you're saying is that, uh, once again, Dave was reading your notes.
1: Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, <laughs> 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 so then, of course, we see a snippet of Luke in the, uh, in the Kenobi series as a young child where, you know, he's basically minding his
0: own business being a little kid. Right. Which we see, of course, also in Rebels. um, Yeah. In that one, again, almost a very, you know, very little, small little, and then he's just sort of running in a silhouette across the screen. And um, one other mention where we have Luke is uh, in the the novel Shadows of the Sith. Uh, He's uh, on adventures with Lando, and uh, Mm -hmm. basically he's, they're, they're basically on the trail of Tracking down uh, the Sith or the new version of the Sith because he's familiar with uh, Ochi of Vestoon. And yeah. uh, at this point, we've got the uh, Palpatine's clone son, uh, Dathan, who escaped Exegol and married Miramir and they had Rey. So they're the parents of Rey, which I alluded to in The Force Awakens. And um, and it ties into the main story where um, they find uh, Ochi's ship on Pisana. Yeah, right. I will. Yeah, it. on Pisana. Yeah. Or, yeah and um, and of course like he's already been, he's been taken by those sunken fields and that's why his uh, daggers down there but it's it's quite interesting how they 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 link up and come into the story and come out of the story that's why Lando is on pisana he stayed there while Luke went back and just like you mentioned he felt this this pull to this adventure while building the academy. Did this side thing and inter, you know, intersects with Ray to a certain degree. They never actually met Ray or her parents. They're sort of one step ahead, but and sort of helping Ochi to keep uh, Ochi off their direct path of Ray. But um, once that happens, uh, they they realize that uh, he's actually dead, and then she gets dropped off uh, at Jakku by her parents. But they mm-hmm. sort of plant this herring that Ochi follows to Pisana. That's why she's in relative anonymity on Jakku and uh, once that happens they find that you know Ochi's dead uh, Lando stays on Pisana Luke heads back to the um, Jedi Academy on Osis that's kind of cool uh, I've been reading that it's, it's pretty cool novel that one and uh, but it's also cool to see Lando and, and hearing his uh, his of course I'm listening to the audio version of it so hearing his voice and everything so it's cool So, yeah, that's like really the latest and the greatest versions of what Luke was up to in that time period post, uh, you know, 17 years, I think, after Andor. um, uh,
1: Well, I mean, it's certainly the latest. I don't know that it's the greatest. Well, Um, not not the
0: greatest, but it's the.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's uh, that's a story for another time. (laughs) <laughs> um uh no I think I think we we absolutely need to um get into Legends Luke. Ooh. At some point. Okay. Because there's a lot of Luke to Luke at with that. <laughs> and um and I think that deserves a um an episode all to itself because yeah man like the Shadows of the Empire stuff and then the Mara Jade stuff.
0: Yeah. Like, there's a lot going on. And Heir to the Empire, I think that's also part of uh, Legend, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read that uh-huh. one. Yeah, I read that novel. But, I mean, beyond that, I have zero knowledge of that. So, uh, par for the course.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll fill you in. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I think that, um like, yeah, there's
0: a oh my gosh. It's like, a whole other story, right? Like it's a whole
1: Yeah, like they use on Vong and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like
0: there's there's he's got kids and stuff. Like, It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And but they're plucking some things, right? Like Thrawn is an example and and there's some certain things that uh that they seem to be cherry picking out of the EU and bringing into canon that uh that, you know, prove very uh cool uh in future stories.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, some of the stuff they can, and they can alter it and stuff like that, but, like, there's a lot of, like, key plot points from Legends that, that, um, that they can't do just because of, of how they've restructured Luke's character right, right. And from what we see in the sequels right. and all. Gotcha. So, but, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a whole different thing, which I look forward to
0: talking about as well. All right. That'll be on the list, then. Yeah. Yeah. Add it to the
1: list. Added to the list. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of uh, the Luke that uh, we all know and most of us love.
0: And we didn't get to really touch upon in uh, our Luke Stravaganza because we're having so much fun with all of our guests and chat and interactive top 100 characters and giveaways. So definitely an awesome bookend to that uh, wonderful 100 episode uh, live event.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, obviously the very best place to listen to us is on our own website at conversations.com. Uh, we're on facebook.com slash, .com slash conversations. At suations on Twitter, Conversations on the Instas. We have a link tree, link.tree slash Conversations. We are proud founding members of the Red 5 Podcast Network at bio.link slash red5. And, um, got an Etsy thing going? yeah a little, we're a uh, yeah, thing.
0: we're building up our t-shirt thing we've got something uh we got some framework hopefully that uh will be stabilized in the next couple of weeks so we'll be able to uh release some more information on that as it uh, becomes more solid but we hopefully have found a finally a solution that uh, will get taken down within weeks of being put up our awesomeness and all of our shirts
1: <laughs>
0: yes and um yeah so we are um
1: we're coming up with some uh Some cool stuff on that front as well. So uh, that's, I guess, that for this. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, you bet I could. I'm not such a bad pilot
0: myself. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network.